What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. I am your host, Matt. Along with me today, my co-hosts, Daniel. What's up, man? Yeah, what's up, brother? How's man. it going, man? Living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, yeah. And Tony. Tony. Yes, sir. Tony, back at it. Back what's going at on, it. guys? Uh, tiger. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. The tiger. Nothing <laughs> is going on. Just flexing with handsome Squidward today. Um, I like that, man. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's nice. He's handsome. He's so handsome. He, he kind of reminds me of the, the Jim Carrey in the mask. Just 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 the, he does, the face yeah. and the head part. The yeah. shape of the chin. Is, 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 yeah. is it bad that I want a body like Squidward right now? Uh, like handsome Squidward? Yeah. No, that's not weird. Okay. That's commonplace. I think, you know, when all of us saw handsome Squidward, we, yeah. we were like, oh, if we could just, if we had <laughs> muscles like Squidward. <laughs> he has it rough, man. He's got it rough. He lives with around a bunch of idiots. I think just the nose. The nose alone would have just made him handsome. He has like just a perfect his, bald cause, head. Because he has such a small nose right here. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even looking at his body. I'm just looking. <laughs> it's, it's the nose for me. And this is what's great. Like as we're as we're talking about this, we're talking about all this. You guys, you know, none of our listeners ever have to wonder what we're thinking about because we just say it. <laughs> we just say it, and the. And that's actually, that kind of brings me to what, what we want to talk about today, to be honest with you. Uh, has anyone ever asked you the, this question? What you thinking about? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What you thinking about right now? It, that, that's like one of those questions where uh, if you're a new, like a, a newly together couple kind of thing. Yeah. That you're afraid of. It's like one of those fighting questions. Ooh, what you thinking about? <laughs> and like that, yeah, because it, it's different, right? Because like you know, maybe guys and guys and and girls don't, they, fellas, we don't often have a response for that. We're no. like, I, nothing. But you better have a good one. Nothing. You better have a good response. <laughs> what do you What do you do? What do you do when you're in deep thought? Like, do you have a habit when you're in deep thought and yeah. you start doing something like, not even really thinking about it? I think I blink my eyes a lot. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> yeah, I've been told I stick my tongue out when I'm like I <laughs> put my tongue out to the side, like that, which is very toddler yeah. of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I intensely bite my. I already bite my nails, but when I'm in deep thought, I just go to work. I don't know why it's weird. He's, and so my wife so will be like, "I know your nail. Thing. We know what's going yeah. on." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. His fingers come in bleeding. I've been thinking a lot. We're doing this um we're doing this thing right now with uh with some of our youth leaders. Um and it's based on it's a it's a plan based on uh, the Craig Rochelle book Winning the War in Your Mind. Really 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 good. Um if anybody, you know, this that's not my recommendation for the day, but if you haven't read it or, you know, at least maybe look into the the U version uh Bible plan on it. It's really, really good. Winning the war in your mind by Craig Rochelle. But basically speaking, speaking to the fact that, um, your life will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Yeah. Right. And I want to unpack the idea of our minds and how our thoughts can kind of shift the trajectory of, of our lives. Because just like Proverbs 23, seven in the King James says for, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he right now. Contextually, this is talking about the stingy man. Uh, you know, there's this, there's this guy who is really, he was wealthy. He was, but he was stingy and he was like, yeah, come over and, and eat as much as you want and drink as much as you want is what he said. But what he meant, like he was counting all the cost. He was watching what everybody was doing. Y'all ever know anybody like that? 
that's like absolutely like like generous with their words, generous on the outside, but then like you can there, you could tell like there's some <laughs> there's some stingy happening somewhere in there. And and this proverb is speaking to you know hey for as a man thinks in his heart so is he. It's not what you say with your mouth. It's it's what you're thinking in your heart. That's who you are. And so we're going from mind to heart here in this proverb. Is there any significance? I think this is a huge man. This is a huge topic, especially yeah. like in this day and age where mental health is you know um, <clears throat> on the rise. Some issues with mental health are on the rise, but um, a lot of it is we used to say stinky thinking, you know? Oh, yeah. um, and it's the way you think, man, the things that, the thoughts that in your mind that you allow to, you know, infiltrate what you think and ultimately the way you act. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's a, I think it's really hard because it's a discipline, man. It's not easy. It's not easy, especially in the culture that we live in um, and the things that we see, the things that we read, the people that we hear from. It's not easy to, to, get thoughts or whatever is just like in your images in your mind or whatever you yep. see, get them out. And if you're not careful, you start condition, you start allowing yourself to become conditioned to the culture or to somebody's opinion or somebody's right. you know, worldview, whatever it is. And that's why I love that we're talking about this. Cause this is a, this is a huge topic, man. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now. You're right. Especially right now. I mean, before we do anything, uh, it's a thought, right? We think about it before we do any kind of any kind of movie. It's always a thought, and yeah, right now, especially right now, um, it's a huge topic. Yeah, I mean, and the truth is, once a thought moves from your mind to your heart, it's not long before it becomes an action, right? Right, and your actions determine your destiny. Mm-hmm. Therefore, as a man thinks, as a person thinks, that that, that ultimately becomes who they are. Uh, you know, I, I I know that we've been, you know. And anybody out there listening, you've been in ministry for any, any amount of time, maybe even not in ministry at all. Maybe you're not in ministry at all. Maybe you don't even go to church. Maybe you just happened upon the podcast. You've been in a job where you see somebody that's got so much potential, but their thought process keeps them down. Who they think they are keeps them down. You know what I mean? Like you ever see somebody that's like so gifted or supremely talented, and yet they're the way that they think mm-hmm. keeps them from ultimately becoming or being everything that you clearly can see from the right. outside that they are. Mm-hmm. And people wrestle with that all the time. The thought, yeah. the thought issue is real, man. It's a real thing. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, um, it's a spiritual issue, man. Yeah. Because we think of thoughts and we just think, think of, you know, um, things that are in our mind and then, you know, they, they dwell in our hearts and then we act them out. But there's a spiritual component in that process. There's a spiritual component taking right. place that keeps us bound. And I think that's why it's so, and we're going to get into this. I know we are, but that's why it's so hard to be free from um, thoughts that are destructive, you know, right. that keep us, set us back is because there's a spiritual bond, you know, there's a spirit, there's chains yeah. um, in the way we think that held, held us captive from experiencing all that God wants to. Yeah doing our lives mostly i always think of my mind as in my mind as a like a garden you know and then my thoughts are the seeds or what yeah and and some of us still got some redwood stuck in our garden um you know from long ago from things that people told about i mean said we were or or just thoughts we've had stuck you know in our garden um and, and a lot of it i mean gardeners are strategic when they plant seeds they don't just throw it everywhere and any kind of seed and just have a garden a lot of times uh you know, the weeds will come up and choke out 
the, the, the good plants or whatnot. Um, so I think that's a, a lot with thoughts and a lot with, with what you're thinking um, when you allow other people or other things to come in and, and just negative thoughts to, to infiltrate your garden. It just, it becomes, it just it becomes a mess basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to be able to determine fact from fiction, mm-hmm. you know, in our thoughts. Cause I, I don't know about you guys. I can speak for myself, but I mean, I'm, I am, I am absolutely my own worst critic. Right. And if I'm not careful, if I make a mistake or something happens um, where I feel like I could have done better, which is frequent. I always think, man, what could I have done better? But if I'm not careful and I don't kind of, you know, take hold of that, that will, that will ruin a week. Mm-hmm. I'll lose a week mm-hmm. over that. You know what I mean? And I'll lose, I'll lose sleep. I'll lose time. I'll lose effort that could have been, you know, more fruitful in other areas. And, and mm-hmm. if we're, if we as believers now are, are talking about this, this is, this is why, the book to the Romans, uh, it's written in in chapter 12 and verse two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That's because even in the way that we think, because that's exactly what the customs of the world is, right? Feel bad about it, you know? Uh, and, and, or it's either feel bad about it or don't feel anything about it at all. Yeah. You know, which, which either one of those things, neither one is, is a good thing, but you know, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? By changing the way you think. So being uh, changed into or transformed into a new person begins by God changing the way that we think. And the way that that happens is we have to make choices. It says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Do you think, knowing now reading this the way that it's written to Romans, do you think most people have a learning issue when it comes to their thought process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, learning, um, you know, learning issue, um, selfish issue, not undisciplined issue. Right. Um, you know, people not wanting change issue. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's also an unlearning thing, man. Um, we've allowed the world, you know, the power to determine what or how we think. Um, I think another translation in this is is the renewing of your mind. Yep. And so, I've, uh, I mean, if you still have those redwoods in your gardens, I, I know uh, that you, we, we've got to get to the point where we allow the word to actually put new seed of hope and new uh, truth in us. Um, and it's got to be a regular thing. Yeah. yeah. You know You know what? I love this, man, because... Um, even in the scripture, it says, then you will learn. And I love that you asked that, that question, Matt, because learning is a process. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, when you go to school and you learn, what do you do? Um, it involves studying, right. getting that study guide. It, it, revolves review, it involves review. It, you learn, and it's yeah. a process over time. And it takes discipline to study when you're going to school. It takes discipline for all right. that. And so it's not like, oh, man, overnight thing where God just changes the way we think like it, right it's it's habits that we have and things that we do and and to be honest with you I feel like Paul's like even saying like you yeah. can't you can't bullcrap your way to this yeah yeah like that's what he's you got to learn this like it's because there's a lot of other people that will try to bullcrap their way around life or around things because they have the gift of gab uh, they have the get they, they can talk or they can they're charming they're charismatic whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but you cannot charm your way around changing the way that you think you either will or you won't. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, and I think, you know, that we have too many people that follow the behavior of this world and most of the behaviors of the world say, whatever you think, whatever you feel, whatever you want. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. And, and it's, that's interesting that even in this verse at the very beginning, he says, don't like, that's the thing he said. That's the first thing he says when he's talking about changing your mind. Don't, don't copy the behaviors of this world, the patterns. Right. You know, and he, he could have said anything else, but he's like, first, don't copy the patterns of the world. Um, because we as humans and even in this culture, we look at the world and we want to be like somebody we, we want to, you know, yeah. we want to fit in somehow. We want to adopt certain ways and habits or, you know, thinking. And even in this time, you know, he knew this is what God's people are, are naturally prone to do. Right. They want to copy the patterns of this world because that's because this is the world we live in. And so it's interesting that he says, don't do that. Instead, do this. And let's be honest. If we're, t- if we- let's just take church culture for a second here and talk about this because now, now, now we're, now we're kind of cooking with grease. Yeah. Um, it- it's important that we maintain a high learning agility as a church culture because the church culturally speaking has been about five to 10 years behind what's going on around them. And that's because the church has been, instead of allowing God to maybe renew our minds and transform us into what he wants us to do. And, and which would, I believe in, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, I believe that it would put us on the front end of being culture creators. Mm -hmm. We instead have become culture chasers. And so that puts us in a position where we're constantly chasing something to try to get the crowd from the world to come through the doors of the church. Because, so we're trying to create something that looks like, and it always, in people's minds or the way that people that don't come to church view it, it's always a cheap knockoff yeah. of what they could go experience in the world. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have a problem with productions. I don't have a problem with doing cover songs and things. Like that. I think all that stuff is fun. I've always thought all that stuff was fun. But when that becomes like a focus yeah. of what you do, somebody, somebody could go in and, and just go, if I want, man, if I wanted to hear that song done well, I'll go here. You know what I mean? I'll go, I'll go hear the band do it. Or I'll go, or I'll go, if I want to see a concert like that, I'll go, I'll go pay to go see a concert like that. Like I, I come to church. For, so I think that we, we chase culture instead of creating it yeah. uh, within the church ourselves. And, and why is that? I believe it's because we've lost this idea behind discipleship that every disciple is a learner. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. You don't just start off as an apostle where you're just going out and just starting works and doing things. No, no, no. That's not how you start off. You start out, you're a disciple first. Yeah. You're a learner first. Before the disciples went out and started churches or, you know, and became apostles, they were disciples. They sat under the learning tree yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good. It's so good. I, I think um, we get so caught up looking at the culture you know, looking at the world and looking at you know, our neighbor or whatever it is, the systems, yep. we get caught up in learning that and, and we call it comparison. You know, we compare like, okay, if I'm not making this amount of money or if I'm not doing this or then, man, I'm not, where'd I fit in in the world then? And, and Paul here is saying, no, don't do that. Yeah. You know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and put on, and then he later says too in Corinthians, he says, put on the mind 
of Christ. Christ. Yeah. You know? And I love, he's like, and then, and then you'll know, then you'll learn what the will of God is. And this is even something, cause this scripture, man, like hit me hard this year too. Um, because we have a lot of people that don't know the will of God and they're trying to guess and they're like, what, what am I called to do? And please tell yeah, me, please what, it tell is. me what to do. You yeah, know, and you're trying to, to figure and, and, and I'm guilty of it too. When I was even younger, man, I was like, what am I here to do? Is it this? Yeah. Is it this? And you, and you waste so much energy and time thinking about this. And I really read through the scripture. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, okay, don't copy the, the customs, be transformed. And when you do that, then you will learn. Then you will know what the will of God is, which is pleasing and perfect. Yeah. You know, God will show you as you're, as you're changing the way you think, as you're devoting your life to him, he'll begin to show you his will for your life. I think we're, we're just, I'm just tired of trying to appeal to everybody on their level and, and when we should be studying this stuff, you know, we should right. be, it, it right. should be the other way around. Yeah. And you can, <laughs> I can say I'm, and I, Andy gets nervous. I think sometimes when I talk because I, I at any given moment, cause I, but I need to say this because it's true. You can't just like, you can't just whack, you can't smoke a joint and then wax philosophical and think you're going to find God's <laughs> will. Like that's not how that works. You can't just be like, let me just sit for a moment and just wax philosophical real quick. And, what does this even mean? What are we even here for? What is this even about? Like you're, you're, all you're doing is acting the same way that everybody else on the planet is at. This is, and you're like, well, no, not everybody does that. No, no, you're, you're copying the behavior and the customs of this world. Okay. I understand the Beatles wrote some crazy good music when they were high. <laughs> that does not mean that you're going <laughs> to discover God's will because you, because you smoked a nickel and, and, and then you found it. That's not how this works. Okay. It's important that you learn what God's will is for you. The only way that you can learn is as disciples of Jesus, our goal should be to learn to follow him more closely throughout our life. The closer that we get to Jesus, the more fruit we will bear. It is not the more fruit we bear, the closer Jesus gets to us. And a lot of us work that way too. That is a worldly custom. That is a worldly thought process. The more that I do, the more that I get, right? That's that's the worldly process too. And I think some of that has infiltrated the church. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that you should not do good works. I'm saying that the closer that you get to Jesus, your life will exude good works. Mm -hmm. So it's not about those. It's about your proximity to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that changes that changes the game right there. And I think that's where a lot of us miss it, man. And I know right. I've I've missed it in the in the past too. And and even even just life in general, like we get stuck in a rut, man, where mm. we're like, what are we doing? Like, why am I going through this? You know, you, you have these these moments where you're kind of just lost in in space, you know, of, of this world. Yep. But it's not until you really seek the heart of God, man, that you allow him to change you and that um, and that you allow him to do a work in you. And it's a process. But then he shows you, then he begins to show you his will. He begins to open up the eyes of your mind to yeah. see things at a, di at a different perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's amazing, but, but it, it does take discipline. It takes surrender. It takes all that stuff, you know, and, and a lot of us don't want to do that. I, I think the, the beginning of it, you just said it, man, you, you just allow God into that, that, that thought process. Um, a lot of times we try to do it by ourselves. And I, man, if I try to do it by myself, it's it. I'm going to be in big trouble. 
but I, I think, you know, man, because I, our, 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 our minds and our thoughts is, is like the perfect place where the enemy can take over and, and, and just use it for him. You know what I mean? We're vulnerable in our thought process. And if we allow ourselves to, if we don't allow God into it and, and we try to do it by ourselves, it, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. weak. We're, yeah. we're weak. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you said earlier about um, church culture, man, because it, it has um, crept into our church culture where we, sometimes we even believe, all right, man, like I, I got to be a pastor of a church to be in the will. Like that's my call. Or right, right. maybe I'm called to do this outreach right. or maybe I'm called to lead this or whatever. Um, and we get so stuck on the end goal. We get so stuck on the destination. Yeah. And we forget about the journey. And what if the journey is God's will right now? Mm-hmm. What if God's like, okay, yeah, that's that's good. I, but this is where I this is where I need you right now. This is my will. Right. Right now, I'm call I'm calling you to prepare. Yeah. What if What if we're David out, you know, tending sheep, you know, and God's doing a work in us, and we're not the king yet, we're not the leader yet, but we get so stuck in this thinking, you know, yep. of the patterns of this world on how we should do church ministry that's so true man and 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 i'll and this is what's crazy this just came this just came to my mind you know we talk about when a thought moves from the mind to the heart it's not long before it becomes an action uh you will read in scripture that god's thoughts right are higher than our thoughts and so if you would just take a minute right now if you're out there if you're watching if you're if you're listening take a minute Whatever it is that you're doing right now, whatever it is that your goals are right now, whatever it is that you're working so tirelessly at right now, I want you to take a minute and consider, is this for me? Is this for God? Is it, is it really for God what I'm doing? Like, is it really, or am I just copying the behaviors and the customs of this world? Because his thoughts are higher than our yeah. thoughts. David was anointed king and he still stayed out there tending yeah. those sheep. Yeah. For a minute, yeah. he was out there still tending those sheep. But we all, everybody wants to be famous. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that platform ministry. Everybody wants a position. Everybody wants a title. Nobody wants to be on the backside of a desert mm-hmm. tending sheep. That's not the will of God. Yeah, that can't be, it can't be <laughs> God's can't will. It can't be God's will. It can't be God's will. There's no light in it. <laughs> I know. Man, and, 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 and this is why, uh, you know, in, to the church at Philippi, in, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, we see this scripture that's written out. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts yeah fix your thoughts i understand the context of this word fix is speaking about our focus because our focus can be so easily you know broken we're easily distracted people by nature but the writer says fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise god's thoughts are higher than our thoughts his ways are higher than our ways of course we know that that's scripture but do you know do you know what god thinks about you did did, did you know that god's thoughts about you are good thoughts his plan for you is a good plan because you're never going to know that unless you learn we just talked about learning in a negative mind will never produce a positive life it's just not going to happen. It can't. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, man, as we we're talking about fixing and fixing our thoughts um, and really focusing in, you know, on God's word, 
I mentioned this earlier. There's there's a component of the spiritual in in this whole process. Yeah. And I wanted to read the scripture because I thought it was great, man. Because we're talking about we're talking about not being transformed. I mean, not being conformed to the world, being transformed. We're talking about fixing our thoughts. We're talking about learning and discipline. But none of this happens without without the empowerment of God's Spirit right. in us. So I wanted to read this in First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen through sixteen. I love this. It says, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. The natural man, like, like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm good with like, you know, like if you want to grab a book by a great author, man, and read it on how to, you know, change your thought process and all this. And if you want to eat better to help with your, your, the, the, the way you think and your mental health, like I know mental health is a big thing and change the way you think and if you want to do this you know uh whatever new habits that are out or new thing that's out and like do those things that those are but the natural man does not does not receive the things of the spirit of god and the only way that we're going to overcome um thoughts that are destructive is through god's spirit and then he goes on to say for they are foolishness to him so that's right so in our human nature we already think that the things of God are foolish. They're not wise. They're not right. for us. Yeah. They're not real. They're not true. They're not whatever. And he says, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. Yep. So we can't even discern good things because we're humans. We're, we're flesh. He says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he, the Holy Spirit, may instruct him. But then he says, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. So, yep. so Paul is saying here, listen, as, as humans, we can't do this on our own. You know, we don't even think right. We think all that stuff's foolishness in the, in the, in the, in the natural, Yeah. but we have God's spirit and we have the mind of Christ. And that changes the game for us because yes. he shows us his word. He shows us his will. He shows us, he gives us wisdom. You know, yes. he gives it, he downloads things that we're like, man, like I know this is the right thing to do. Or yeah. In this situation. I'm going to change my perspective because this is what God's word's telling me, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that. And to those of us that know, to those of us that know Jesus, he's a foundation. Yeah. To those that don't, he's a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's Good. exactly what this is talking about. Cause if you know Jesus, then you, then you're acquainted with his spirit. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then he's a stumbling block. Why? Because because you you to you that's foolishness. Mm-hmm. It's it's confusing. It's not. It's 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 you know, it's folly. Yeah. It's a waste. I mean, there's there's times where we we think we're. I mean, we we can start it off that way. A lot of times we start off and we're like, yeah, we're 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 doing this, but we're talking about focus, and a lot of us have squirrel moments, man. <laughs> like <laughs> squirrel. Yep. Um, it's okay, man. And and and. <laughs> For sure, but for we're, sure all, we're we are definitely all flawed, man. Um, but that's where where God's grace is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if we're talking about our mind as a battlefield, I mean, we've just got to equip ourselves with the Word, man, and, yeah. and just uh, allow that. I mean, just to to have our arsenal full with truth. Yeah. What does that look like? What does that mean? Because that's very Christianese yeah. <laughs> of us, mm-hmm. right? That's very Christianese of us to say, like, you know, we got to just be full of the Word. What does that mean? What does it mean then to be full of the word? Like, how do you go about it? Because there's a lot of people, you know, we, we, we encounter lots of people. I, I get asked questions every single week about what I do 
to study this, that, or the other thing, or, Hey, how can you, how, what can I do to, to understand this better or learn this better or know this about what's a good Bible study or what's a good, you know what I mean? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. I think, Tony go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead we were both. Everybody so polite. No, go ahead, man. Go, I got you. No, go ahead. Fight, no, I'm, fight, I'm just fight. <laughs> I'll give you twenty dollars if you go. I give you twenty. I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. I can $20. use. I can use the twenty dollars, man. I can. <laughs> but I no. So I say, y'all said that nobody went. <laughs> I'm joking. Go, Daniel. I go. saw you. I no, saw you did. I, I seen it, and then you took my breath away. Like, yeah, yeah, Andy, I, I did don't, that for you. I did that for you. People on the podcast you know, don't, pra- <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Practically speaking, man, I think it's because when we think of like, fill yourself with the word, we think of like open the Bible and just read, you right. know, through Genesis or whatever. Mm-hmm. like we think of that, which is, is true. Yeah, read read God's word. I think we should um, put as much as time and energy and focus I- into the things of God as we do anything else. Right. You know, if we're going to school or for, you know, working at a new job or whatever, like study yourself proved, you know, yeah. I think, yeah. Reading the word, um, you know, getting a great devotion, a great book, yeah. but I think also, um, get the word in you through music, man. And we always talk about music and how strong music, strong the influence of music is get yourself, get the word in you through music. What are, what are different avenues? Discipleship, meeting one-on-one with somebody. Yeah. Like when we talk about like this right here, this is getting the word in us and we're not yeah. at home. Like, but we're talking about it. We're building yeah. each other up through yeah. God's word. Um, and I think it's just a relationship with Christ, man, and getting that word inside of us each and every day. It's a lifestyle that you live. Yeah. You know? Nothing's going to be a substitute for spending time with God. Right. I, I just got to the yeah. point, man, where uh, I just stopped listening to the world telling me who I am. I mean, because people are mean. Like, people are yeah. just... Uh, people suck sometimes. Gosh. We know this to be true. And, and as a follower of Christ, you want the truth. And uh-huh. I know that isn't it. Uh-huh. So that's where I, you know, that's where I equip myself with what God tells me I am instead of somebody else. Yeah. so tired yeah. of people telling me who I am and think, you know, they know who I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that yeah. Listen, I love that you brought worship into the picture too, because then the 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 that song, the I am chosen, not forsaken, I am who you say I am, kind of came into my brain. Um, but but there's also you know I think, and let's let's play a little devil's advocate here. Uh, not that the devil needs an advocate, but let's let's play a little a back and forth here. How do I know that the music that I'm listening to lines up with the Word of God? Because yeah. there's some music out there that you're like, mm, I don't think that's scriptural. Right. Like, how do we know? And it's got to be because we get into it. Right. We got to we have to rightly divide the word of truth ourselves. People want to be told yeah. what to do. Yeah. They want to be told what to do. And there's somebody out there right now that just offended you. Somebody's out there listening like, you don't tell me. I don't like to be told what to do. I don't do anything that I don't want to do. Shut up. Yes, you do. You, you want to be told you want to be told how to be a Christian. Ten easy steps in how to be a Christian. Here's five steps to heaven. Book? You know what I'm saying? Book? I'm gonna write it later. I'm gonna write it later. Um, no, and, and here's the, here, here's the situation. The situation is, is that God God does not want me to dis, uh, to discern your journey. God wants you to do the digging. God wants you to spend the time with Him. God wants you to build the relationship with Him. I can give you I can give you a couple pointers as it pertains to maybe studying the Word and getting into the Word first, and then I want to dive into the worship thing. But a uh, couple things. Number one, don't start in Genesis. Um, because 
it won't be long before you get to numbers. <laughs> and and I'm telling you right now, in my opinion, it takes a very it takes a seasoned believer to actually sit there and read. Yeah. Through some of the some of the these these books of the Bible, you get to number and you fall asleep immediately. So don't don't start in Genesis. I know that that's the beginning. I get it. It's the beginning of all things, and there's nothing there's nothing wasted in God's word. Yeah. God's word is infallible. It is in it is inerrant. There it, it is it is all God breathed and inspired of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is is don't start there. I remember when I first got saved. I'm gonna tell you where else not to start. When I first met Jesus, uh, I told um, a, the then youth pastor who was, um, uh, I was in his discipleship class because I was too old to be a student. I got I met Jesus when I was 18 years old and I was out of high school. And so he's like, you can't, you can't be in youth group. I was like, okay, well, I'll do whatever I, whatever you tell me to do right now. Like, cause I don't know how to do any of it. I just know I'm fired up and I know this God is real that I didn't know existed. And he's like, all right, do this discipleship thing. So I'm doing the discipleship thing. And one of the things was, hey, you need to read your Bible on your own. And so I went home and I bought a Bible. I went to Berean. I went to a, I <laughs> back when they had yeah. Christian bookstores. I went to Berean <laughs> and I spent like $75 on a Bible that was this big. It was, it was like a little, it was like as big as my phone. 75, you got okay. a good one. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no, bro, I didn't. It, it just, Berean had to mark up the prices so they could stay in business. Uh, and, um, and that was back when you could listen, you could sample music. Yeah, so yeah. I, went, I went and sampled some music too, so I could get some Christian music. Some DC talk. Uh, I had at the time I had BBJ. Some Carmen. I had, B, I had, I had no, no, yes. no, 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 no. Carmen. I, bro, I, had, I had BBJ. I had KJ52, and I had uh, the Grits. That, those right. were my okay. three first albums okay. that I bought. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yep. That was them. Um, and then I, I go home and I'm like, okay, where do I start? Where do I start reading? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read Revelation because I need a revelation. I need a revelation. And so that's what I'm going to read. Hey, listeners, don't. 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 If you're fresh to this thing, don't think you're going to just sit there and read Revelation and God is just, oh, like you're going to have this angel choir singing because you open up this book. Because there is so much allegory. There is so much type and shadow. There is so much uh, that is, that is, um, uh, uh, you know they're they're painting you a picture of something there that's mm-hmm. parabolic almost and and so you don't you don't want to just dive into that my my suggestion that i always give to people is read matthew mark luke and john mm-hmm. that is there is no greater place to start than the life of jesus right and in those four gospels that is the entirety of the life of christ matthew mark luke john what do i do when i'm finished reading matthew mark luke john Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read it again because when you understand the words of Jesus and you understand the life of Jesus and the more that you grow and you develop there, I believe the better you're going to be able to kind of handle and wield the rest of what's going on. Because if it doesn't line up with with, with what Jesus' life was and how he exemplified, he was the word. He exemplified everything to a T of, of what the word is about. And so there's some things that, that we read, and we talked about this during one of our recommendations. We read with our with our perspective, with our eyes. You got to read it. You got to yeah. you got to consider the context. Yeah, got to consider the context. You know, when you were in college, um, you used to write paper, do research, and you used to find that abstract 
of a of an article or whatever or the synopsis, I guess you can say. More of a cliff. Note. Yeah, <laughs> it would give you like maybe like a couple of paragraphs of what the whole like essay is yeah. about, whatnot. What I found helpful for me, and I actually didn't do this when I was younger reading the Bible, but um, what I found helpful for me was trying to find a like a synopsis of just the, the just the purpose and the story of the yeah. Bible, you know, like because even like as a young person reading the Gospels or reading parts of the Bible, I always had questions too. I'm like, why did they do this though? What was this even for, you know? Or yeah. why? And so it really helped when like you, I drew a big picture, and I think this is great for like even like youth because um, when you draw just a big picture of of the story, the, the yeah. grand story that that you know god created um all this and and why he sent his son and and all that stuff you just you just kind of go over a general story of of what this is all about yeah kind of helps put things in perspective a little bit but that's kind of just on the side i don't know i anyways i thought that was helpful yeah no i think that's great because because that helps that helps you know that helps you understand the context you know who know who the you know who the readers were going to be of these letters that were right. sent out, understand yeah. the culture, understand the context of what's going on. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to apply it to your first world issues mm-hmm. and not fully comprehend, you know, this, this wasn't written in 2021. So it's not yeah. going to have, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, uh, useful, but it's useful, most useful only when you have the context of it. I right. think that's why a lot of people go around. That's why when we talk about like worship stuff too, or, you know, there's, there's, and I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to speak against any ministry at all because, um, because we are, we are all God's creation. And I believe that people will have to answer for their own things, but, but that's why there are contorted versions of Mm -hmm. scripture. That's why there are things out there like, you know, like prosperity gospel and things of that nature is because people will take pieces, bits and pieces of things. And they'll say, you know, name it and claim it. Uh, you know, I was told one time, Oh, do you really want that Matt? Then what you need to do is you need to look at it. And it was like, uh, man, I need, I like, I needed a car at the time. I think it was, and they were like, well, you know, what you need to do is every time you see the car that you want on the road, is you just need to pray, and you just need to make a box, just make a box around the car, and you just pray. And I'm like, what is this? What kind of witchcraft is this? Like, what is this? This is not scriptural at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. To uh, to try and, I mean, to make it appeal to them instead of the other way around again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you listen, you could get, you could get a lot of followers. Preaching about some of the stuff that, you know, would pertain to what they would want and what they would desire. But if, but in doing that, you're no better than a marketing company. Mm -hmm. You're no better than you're copying the behaviors and the customs of this world when you do that. Did you get the car? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be real with you. The car that we ended up getting blew up. Like we bought it brand new. Our kids were in the car. That's a miracle story, by the way. But our kids were babies. They were in the car. A uh, can of paint uh, thinner came out of the back of a truck. Went underneath it, and our car exploded. And our kids were in it. And uh, our sitter was able to get both kids out. They said they didn't even feel the heat. Like, crazy story. Everything melted down to the Bro, to the frame. I, brother, I've even seen the pictures. That yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah. Its name was Marshmallow because it was a white Mazda. And uh, <laughs> and it got roasted. <laughs> I think he did. 
the box thing too many times. I think I did. I over I overboxed it. <laughs> His name was Marshmallow, and then he got roasted. I overboxed it. But, you know, we, t- we talk about all this stuff and not conforming, you know, but allowing God to transform our minds. And we're talking about our minds and the way that we think and how c- what can we do to help our minds. I think worship is a, a big part of it. I think prayer, obviously, talking to God. And prayer is just a conversation, man. I, yeah. I said this in one of the earlier yeah. episodes, but it's less of a dissertation yeah. and it's more of a conversation. That's all it is. It's a, you know, I had my, my 12-year-old daughter ask me, you know, Dad, I want to pray but I don't, I don't know like how, cause he's kind of the God that created everything. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, baby, this is what's so cool is that God, God will talk to you right where you're at mm-hmm. and he'll use your language. And so you don't have to change the way that you speak to talk to God. You can just talk to him like you would talk to me or like you would talk to mom, just like you would talk to a friend. And it was so cool as I began to see these tears well up in her eyes as she says, man, he just, he loves me so much and i go he does he does and to see a child kind of come to that realization of like how much does he love me this is how much he loves you you don't have to change the way you speak (laughs) you don't have to quote shakespeare to speak to god thank god follow a script yeah yeah right this isn't a telemarketed call Mm -hmm. and you don't have to go hi my name is matthew and i'm (laughs) calling from on a recorded and i just wanted to let you know (laughs) Uh, that uh, I have some prayer requests today, some needs and supplications that I would like to bring before your attention. Uh, if that was okay. Push one. Right. And, and, and uh, uh, I love, Daniel, that you brought up uh, 1 Corinthians earlier because I'm going to talk about the second letter uh, to Corinth. Um, in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, uh, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. Um, and none of these were chapters or verses, by the way, when they were written. They were letters. And we, we made this, this, they were made this way so that they would be kind of easier for us to understand, comprehend, quote, and decipher between. Uh, but he says in uh, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does now. I, mm-hmm. I think that we should at some point take an episode and really unpack this thought right here. Mm-hmm. Just this, okay? Um, because I think that there are a lot, there, because there's a culture war going on right now. And what I mean by that is everybody right now is trying to scream, who, whatever corner screams the loudest, is feeling like they're the ones that are going to win, right? It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're this group, this group, that group, that group. But 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 everybody's just screaming, and then the volume just increases. And pretty soon, if if you if you're involved in worship or production of any kind, you know that pretty soon there are certain frequencies that you're just never going to hear again. You know, if you ever hear a ringing in your ears, you just lost a frequency. That's how that works. You can be around speakers and pretty soon it's just loud and you can't even, you can't hear the music. You can't hear what's going on. You can't do. And and if it's too loud, you're too old is what I've been told before, but no, listen, you can damage your ears. And I think that there are a lot of people today that are allowing their ears to be damaged because every single person or every single group is feeling like we need to, their feelings matter more than everybody else's. And so they need to shout louder than everybody else. And listen, Christians, we cannot be baited into this. Church, we cannot be baited into this. It is not our job to fight our corner and defend Jesus and defend God. God does not need you as a defender. That would be the equivalent of a public defender uh, coming in to fight your case. And I guarantee you, you would want to spend money on somebody to come in and fight a case for you. You do not want somebody that got a D-plus average in law school to come and defend. And listen, we failed our law school. We don't need to defend Jesus, okay? We don't need to defend God. What we need to do is understand that the weapons that we fight with, just like Paul says, they're, they're not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. There are a lot of strongholds that are being built up, fortified. There are a lot of things that are being kind of um, 
set up, as it were, to try to steamroll what goes on in the church, try to steamroll what goes on for believers, try to try to steamroll their way uh, uh, in into um, popular uh, culture or the mainstream perspective so that everybody, including your, your children, can take a look at this stuff. And listen to me, it's just a culture war. It ain't nothing but a bunch of people yelling and seeing who can yell the loudest. Paul says this, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. So the reason why I believe the church has got involved in this culture war is because we have not taken an opportunity to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. That's what I think. I think every thought needs to be read its rights before we allow it to enter our hearts because thoughts go from our minds to our hearts. If you don't take every thought captive, pretty soon your thoughts will hold you hostage and our minds were meant to be processors, not prisons. And we've got to figure that out. We got to get, we got to get it figured out. And how do we, I mean, if we're going to hold every thought captive, we're holding it captive to the obedience of Christ. But if we don't know what the obedience of Christ is, we don't, if we don't know the values of our faith, if we don't know, then what are we holding it captive to, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, that's why this is so important. I love this scripture, man. It's so important that um, if we're going to read it, read it, it's right. We got to know what we're reading. <laughs> you know, we got to know what rights we're reading when we say, hey, um, fear. The Bible says that the, 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 the spirit of fear does not live in me. Right. You know, um, and we know the word. even when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he used the word of God. He said, right. it is written this, this, it is written all, all three times when Satan tempted him. And Satan tried to use the word of God against him. Yeah. Tried, yeah. And so that's why it's important to know the context of the word of God because yeah, Satan even, will twist it. He's, he's the best at twisting scripture. Yeah. And that's, and that's good because it, it happens even in church culture and ministry, right. you know, with, with pastors, with leaders, because we're all imperfect people. And, and so prosperity, you mentioned prosperity gospel earlier and, and, and the whole box thing, like, that's the Holy. Yeah. And that was the Holy spirit giving you discernment saying, no, that's not of me. Mm-hmm. What is my, my word doesn't say that, mm-hmm. you know, read that thought. It's right. <laughs> right. Hold it obedient to, to Christ. And so we have to know like, Hey, what is, what are the rights? You know, what, what is that look like? And so, and that all goes back to getting that word inside of us Absolutely. You know, in our minds. You have the right to remain silent. Yeah. So shut up yeah. is sometimes what I got to say to my thoughts. When, when you, I mean, in, in Proverbs it says to guard your heart, where everything you do flows from it. I think another translation says to guard your heart vigilantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important, man, to to what you're getting or what you're receiving, to know that where it's coming from, like mm-hmm. you said, um, because sometimes a lot of those actions, man, I, I aren't. I mean, my actions, it, what what I'm taking in might not reflect the will of God, you know, and for my life kind of. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I, I think even going to this real quick, um, a lot of us live on social media, man. Um, there's, <laughs> we have some type of social media account, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is. Right. But what I've learned to do, um, to help myself because I know I'm human and I know my thoughts. Once I get into the, the nature of who I am, I, 
my flesh. Um, I know I could have destructive thoughts or bad thinking by the things that I'm, I'm looking at on social media mm. or the things that pop up or even the things that somebody might say that I know, or I know a situation I'm just like, I allow. And so what I've trained myself to do is follow accounts that are uplifting, you know, follow some pastors, follow some things that are, follow some things that are just going to shoot the word of God at you. And, yep. and, and I, and I've been scrolling. There's times where I've been scrolling and I get a thought and then I scroll to, to another account that's like a scripture and it's just like, Ooh, I, I needed that right now, you know, because yeah. yeah. the, the flesh was, you know, whatever it is, but we have to learn how to discipline ourselves to get. And I love that. I was actually going to, um, use that verse to guard your hearts because our eyes and our ears, they're like these gates, man. And if we don't right. have gatekeepers at, at these gates, we can allow a lot of crazy stuff to come in. If we cannot control them, we're not mature enough to hear or see those things can master us if we're not strong enough yeah. in God's word to, to fight those things, you know? Yeah. I love that you use the word, um, vigilant as well. You know, you have to, you have to do this with vigilance because, um, there are a lot of us who, if we're being honest, um, the watchmen in our minds should be put to death because they've not been vigilant. Mm -hmm. It's time to change the guard. Yeah, uh, because they've not been paying attention or we've not been paying attention. And um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't follow uh, um, things like, you know, if you want to be informed and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. But if you value um, the information in this world above the word of God and above what God values, then you are missing the mark as a believer, as a disciple of Jesus. And just so you know, Missing the mark is the absolute definition of sin. That's all the definition of sin is. It's an archery term. It means missing the mark. And so you have officially missed the mark if you value, well, I just like to be informed. I want to know what to pray about. Okay, before you go and get riled up following all this other stuff, because you know it's going to rile you up. You know how many believers I know that just watch, they watch the news so they could get riled up? And go talk about it. Let me talk about how angry I am about what's going on in, this, in the world today, man. I get it, man. I get it. Because you know what? The stuff that's going on in the world today, it sucks. I, it breaks my heart to see what's going on right now. You know? And, and it breaks my heart to see a, a, a nation kind of at war within itself. Uh, it breaks my heart to see, uh, to see values that... Um, that one would consider, you know, biblical, train up a child in the way that they should go. That's a parent's responsibility and, and things like that. There's things that are shifting where those things are kind of being, the, the narratives are being taken away from it. But listen, I'm not going to be up in arms about it and holler and scream and hate everybody's guts about it. I'm going to go to God's word and I'm going to trust that God's in control of all of it. And if he said he would, if he said he was under, in control of all of it, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to live life accordingly. I'm going to love people well and I'm going to love him well. I'm going to be the example of what it means to do both things. But we should be informed by God's word first so that we understand how to operate and react and respond to this world around us, which God told us was, was broken. He said in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. So for those who are like, I don't understand why I've just experienced so much stuff in this world. Listen, man, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but listen, Jesus told you that in this world, you would have trouble. It should not be a surprise. But what he said after that is where the money is. 
Because what he said after that was, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. What does that tell me? That tells me that the closer I get to Christ, the one who understands what it takes to overcome the world, the better odds I have at overcoming the world. Because you can't do it on your own. That's so good. That's good stuff. I love That's it. good stuff. I love this scripture, man. Um, Second Corinthians. Um, we wage war, not the way the world does, you know. Um, and it it comes from a lifestyle of prayer. It comes from a lifestyle of making wise decisions and the way we think and what we allow to enter, you know, the, those gates of our eyes and our our ears and what we listen to. It's. Um, <clears throat> Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion, even in like the church world and church culture. And everybody has opinion about the way you do ministry or, or certain doctrine or whatever, whatever. But the will of God is not an opinion. God's will is not an opinion. And Romans twelve two, we can know the will of God if we don't conform to this world. Mm-hmm. And I think the mm-hmm. I think the way we get opinions because there's so many. We get so many opinions because people conform themselves to the patterns of the world. So now they're mixing in God's word with the patterns of the world and behaviors. So now they got an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, God, this is God's will. And, and it's, it's not your opinion. It's his will. And the only way we're going to know that is if like, we've been talking about this whole time, man, is if we, you know, allow him to renew our minds. If we, seek him if we um put the mind of christ on um and get his word in us man yeah i wouldn't allow anybody just anybody into my house i i mean I, why would i allow any just any thought to to come into my mind if i, I you whenever it does you have to question it man is it is this from god is, is it, <laughs> who is it yeah <laughs> stop kicking my door no <laughs> but if it's negative and not life-bearing man you need to slam the door shut for real. That's good, man. I like that. I like that, fellas. This was a good this was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait till we get together again. I'm, man. I'm now gonna get rid of my Yorkian by a German shepherd because of the watchman <laughs> thing you just said. Yeah. He's she's not doing her Yorkie job. Yorkie didn't man. do anything wrong. No. You're not gonna get rid of that dog. No, I won't. <laughs> you can't I'd get rid of that dog. The kids would kill me. So. <laughs> you know what it's time for, guys. Oh the, my beat. Go ahead. It's time for recommendations. Recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was wonderful. It's time for our recommendations. It's that part of the show that everybody knows and everybody loves, where we give you recommendations of things that we have experienced or things that we like. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go first today. Yeah, yeah. And here's a recommendation. I'm actually going to, yes, I'm going to throw a shout out that I should have thrown out a long time ago. Um, you guys remember when we first started Chicken Scratch Gospel? Um, and we started Chicken Scratch Gospel and then we did this thing where like, um, we had like a launch party and we invited some people and some people came out and like just kind of supported us, took pictures, all this stuff. And we had, um, Chicken Scratch Gospel stickers or stickers and we had Chicken Scratch Gospel cookies. Yeah, that were made yeah. and i was like man and those cookies were bomb by the way yeah, yeah and and i never shouted out the the company that did that and so i want to give them some love man i want you to go on social media and i want you to follow uh sugar with sass mm, sugar with sass sugar what? with sass 
sounds that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's right. It's it's a it's a dessert shop. It's a dessert shop in downtown Bakersfield. We, and we we love supporting local businesses here in Bakersfield. So sugar with sass, man. They they do all kinds of things. They do cookies and whatever. But like they. They they're very very good. So I just wanted to give give a shout out to Sugar with Sass. Sassy. Cookies. I want cookies now. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I would like to recommend the movie Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh it's pretty new. Uh, if you're under the age of fifty. <laughs> if you're under the age of fifty. Yeah. Is I'm it, under the age of fifty. You can watch it then. <laughs> Is, isn't there a new one coming out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually haven't seen the movie. I've only heard the soundtrack. Yeah, it's called Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> he just heard the soundtrack and he, he's a big Kenny Loggins fan. <laughs> That's where the whole "Take My Breath Away" thing came for. It was, uh, it was for Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. So, if you want to rewind and hear that reference, yeah. that's go, yeah. Go back <laughs> a couple of minutes. All right. What, what recommendations y'all got? Go ahead, Tony. I'm going yeah. with Lisa Turkis's. Uh, I said Turkises. 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 <laughs> They're going to look up the wrong person. Turkises. Forgiving what you can't forget. I mean, I was trying to stick to the topic Ooh, we were that's doing, good. man. Um, and and it's just, a, it's just a book about forgiveness and 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 how to forgive. And 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 um, we were talking about. I was talking about earlier about redwoods and how to get rid of these some of these redwoods and yeah. chop down these redwoods, man. This is a great book to start with. Um, I lo- I just love her name because it's spelled differently. It's not. It's L Y. S A and not L I. Yeah. I want my I'm gonna change my name to T O N I E. Tony Tony Tony. No, but check out the book, Lisa Turkis. Uh I love it. Right here. Uh, where am I pointing at? Forgive, that right there? Forgiving, forgiving what you, you can't, can't forget. forget. It, right there. I just wanna Vanna yes. White it you had real quick. A, you had it in a good spot. Oh, yeah, I, oh, very don't good hold spot. it, Tony. Don't hold it. It's cool. Thank oh, you. You're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. That was a good recommendation. I was trying to I got I got uh <laughs> Pastor uh, Chad Veach, man, um, his book "Faith Forward Future." Oh, right I read that one. Here. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's it's kind of uh, related to what we're talking about, man. Just the disappointments, destructive thinking, how to get yeah. beyond those, and and really um, hone in on what God has placed in your life, the dream and the call um, that He has for you. And so, Chad Veach, great, great yeah, minister, great, great preacher, He's terrible amazing. mustache. Terrible mustache. <laughs> he's he's been rocking it for years, man. He has, so, man. No, he's committed yeah, to it. He's he's not he's apologizing it. for it at all. But um, it's just moving past, moving past all those un, un, unexpected, you know, things and great stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, faith forward future. Yes. I love that man. Stuff. Forgiving what hold, you can't hold on, forget. Man. Hold on, we were talking about. Chad's mustache. I remember one time, man, you had a mustache going. Too. I did. I had the curly mustache. It was the summer of the stash. Yeah. He has like a little Clark Gable, like 1930s kind of mustache going on. It looks very debonair. You had the tombstone. I did. I had the tomb. I, was, I had the cowboy mustache for whatever reason. Uh, listen, great recommendations. Make sure that you go and check those things out. Also, make sure that you jump on social media. Give us a follow. Jump on yeah. YouTube. Hit subscribe, hit the bell for notifications so you can find out when the new stuff drops. Go love like Jesus. We're out. Fix your face. Change your thoughts. Get rid of the Tantrum Squidward. <laughs>